What's up, everybody? Back again with another episode of the ATX Metal Podcast. I am your host, Ryan, and today we also have co-host Jared. He is the one that found the Wise Man's Fear. I believe it was on some social media app, like TikTok or Snapchat or something. But we thought that they were a pretty rad band and wanted to know a little bit more, so we gave them a ring and got four of the six online. Actually, it was at first three, but then a fourth one came on, and you'll hear that later on the episode. But I could tell you about Fantasy Corp and the decision to bring a flute in and their COVID experience, but what I really want you to focus on is, do beans belong in chili? That is the question at hand. Don't worry about the music. Don't worry about anything else. Just listen to their responses on, do beans belong in chili? That is an ongoing debate here at the podcast, and if you feel like beans do or don't, drop us a message. Let's let's see what you got to say. <laughs> Well, anyway, it was an amazing episode. I learned a lot, and I definitely have become a new fan of the Wise Man Spheres. So go check them out on all their socials. Uh, you'll hear all the ads uh, towards the end of the show. Um, but as always, this cannot be brought to you unless we had the support of somebody, and those people supporting us are... Drum roll. I don't have that sample yet. But anyway, uh, come and take it live and come and take it productions. Head over to comeandtakeitproductions.com, check out the events calendar page, the merch tab, and everything that's going on to get your dose of metal and happenings at Come and Take It Live. Uh, if you are a band looking to play, they are hosting shows and putting them on, so hit them up and get booked. And we are also providing live streaming services at a killer price. So if you want your entire stream set, your entire set streamed, I'm sorry, and it will be consist of live audio mixed for streaming. It will also include three camera angles, and you will receive your SD card with all the footage at the end of the night so that you can do with it what you will. So again, if you're looking to have your stuff streamed, hit us up. We are very, very reasonably priced in the market uh, based off of current market analysis. But you know what? Who cares about that? This is about the wise man's fear and whether or not beans do belong in Chile. So that's why I'll just sit back with my Jameson and shut my mouth. Jared, take it away. Hell yeah. <laughs> Before we get started, uh, everybody introduce yourselves, who you are, what band you're with, and what you do in the band. I'm Paul. Uh, I'm with the Wise Man's Fear, unlike these next two dudes. Uh, <laughs> I play the drums and then uh, write concepts for our albums. My name's Nathan. <laughs> I am the guitarist in the Wise Man's Fear, or one of two guitarists in the Wise Man's Fear. Uh, I'm Thomas. I just play bass. <laughs> but you, you say that with so little emphasis. That's, he, he has to. We made him sign a contract. <laughs> yeah, he can only say yeah, he has to play down his, his role as <laughs> Very much as sad. possible. In the album credits, it says <laughs> yeah. Thomas Fair, just bass. Just bass. <laughs> it, it was in the Sharp Tone contract. That's <laughs> <laughs> for our request. Oh my gosh. They were like, make sure that kid doesn't get any royalties ever. <laughs> That's hilarious. You get half of a percent. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, yeah, so you guys, I mean, obviously... Fantasy metalcore? Is that what you guys classify yourselves? We just call it fantasy core. We cut right to the chase. You know, we're succinct fellas. So part of fantasy core, I've, I've read some of your lyrics. Like, where was the, the whole concept and idea of fantasy core? Like, where did that really come from? So actually, our band name is borrowed from a fantasy novel of the same title and it if you haven't read the wise man's fear or the name of the wind by patrick rothfuss i cannot recommend it enough it was, it was one of those things where i read those books like end of high school coming into college and just like sort of flipped my whole uh perspective on like fantasy upside down which i was already a fantasy fan i read a bunch of, like dragon lance of the rings and like obviously harry potter and a bunch of the staples but i read those books and it just like changed storytelling and fantasy for me and it you know, had sort of a huge impact. And at the time we were trying to come up with a band name and I was like, Oh, I just read this cool book. Like what if we named ourselves after that? And, um, so we sort of, you know, switch some meaning there. So it's the way that we explain our name is that the wise man's fear is a statement about pride. So it's more about, 
uh, that sort of Socratic approach to life where it's like, the more, you know, all you really figure out is that you don't know anything. Um, so the wise man's actual fear is pride in that case. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the fantasy bit was just sort of a natural next step for that is it almost would have felt like a shame to, uh, use, to brandish that name from that awesome series and then not do something fantasy related. Um, and yeah, we, we just sort of had heard bands that do fantasy stuff, but they tend to be sort of like Euro metal, uh, hair metal type stuff. And I love the concepts that they're doing, but I didn't really love the modality and none of us really listened to that maybe except Joe. Um, so we were just like, why don't we like not reinvent the wheel by any means, but just like take two different wheels, put them on a new card. Feel me? Yeah. Cause like, I like your point about like power metal, hair metal kind of thing. Cause you look at other quote unquote fantasy bands and it's stuff like Amon Amarth and yeah. I, I, I'll bundle Sabaton in there, even their history. It, it's nothing really like you guys whatsoever. Right. And now it kind of surprised us that there wasn't any uh, like, I don't know, any contender in that market. Um, I it just seemed, it seemed kind of obvious to us. It's like, we all love fantasy of different varieties. Like Nathan is a big, like Miyazaki guy, Studio Ghibli. Um, like I obviously love just a lot of classical sort of swords and sorcery stuff. And then also like, you know, I don't know, down to Kingdom Hearts, down to like all these different video game franchises. It's also like stuff that we're passionate about. And we just saw that sort of, nobody that we knew of was doing that. And it's like, if we're going to write <laughs> subject material for a metal band, it's like, it doesn't make sense to write tortured suburban white American subject material. So we're like, why don't, why don't we pretend to be like knights that actually have something? <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of turned out to be way more marketable. Like, like we thought it was a good idea to begin with, but like more marketable than I think we really thought it might've been in the beginning. Like a long time ago, we had a manager and he came to us and he was like, you guys got to drop the fantasy core tag, man. Like, you you cannot call yourselves this. And like, as of we recently, just, go ahead. Well, I was just thinking back on that moment. We were all just like dumbfounded. This is like our whole thing. Yeah, this yeah. guy was like, you guys should just not be yourselves. You're like, yeah. it's, he's like, yeah, I, I want to work with you. But like, it's like you got, nothing you're doing, I like. And it's like yeah. Well, then, I was like, like you, then. but yeah. I don't like you. Yeah, it, exactly. It was like, you guys are doing great except for everything. everything. Yeah, everything you've got going on is working for you. I don't think you should do it anymore. <laughs> just, yeah, whatever. It's like, come on, man. So we're, we're pretty good at picking them. Yeah. <laughs> but like recently, it's been like, it's, it's definitely caught on more over like the past year or so, I'd say. Because like, especially after um, we released Valley of Kings, like just like statements that we've heard people say like, oh, well, I love this fantasy core band or like, oh, this is my favorite fantasy core band. And it's like, where the hell is this coming from? Like, have you guys heard this somewhere else? Because like, if you have, we need to send that cease and desist. Yeah. <laughs> can, can, can I ask, I am not a fantasy. I'm like, I'm not involved in anything fantasy. Um, so for the layman, you guys are just dropping these names. And I mean, is this related to, is this related to video games? Is this related to like anime? I mean, when I think of fantasy, a whole lot of shit comes to mind. Uh, but just in, in, in the realm of people that don't know exactly what you guys represent, can, can someone just kind of give us like the layman's term of what you're talking about? Dude, yeah, that's a great question. And I think we kind of forget that it's maybe not everybody's, uh, you know, cup of tea necessarily. Uh, so in short, yes, like it spans all sorts of media. So like novels were a big thing for me, fantasy novels growing up. So just like, you know, even the Aragon series, just like about dragons and magic swords and stuff. But um, yeah, a lot of the video game content that we play also runs sort of adjacent to fantasy or is just straight up fantasy, like the Witcher series that recently got their Netflix deal. Yeah, it's it just... And I guess for the first three records that we've done, they've been a trilogy unto their own. They've honed in on that more like sort of swords and sorcery, classical feeling, uh, you know, Tolkien-esque fantasy that you would expect from Lord of the Rings. But you're right in that, you know, if you want to, like Indiana Jones is technically fantasy on some level. Like, so there's that whole, there's a massive, massive world to sort of draw inspiration from. At the end of the day, it's just music about shit that never really happened. 
<laughs> I, we wish we could live, but yeah. a lot of songs about friends, a lot of songs yeah. about like good social lives. And yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Things that we're not doing. Yeah. Well, I, well, thank you. I just, I wanted to make sure that I was understanding it correctly because, you know, when I, when I listen to the music just as a, a first time listener, um, I don't, I don't get that feel, but then again, that's just me and, you know, music means what it means to everybody else. But, um, so is the, is the fantasy buried in the lyrics or in the album artwork or, 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 you know what I mean? Because when, when I think of fantasy core to me in my head, the first thing that triggers is like math core or death, you know, something core, which I can, I can, I can, you know, represent in my head with sound you know, but fantasy core seems there's even a deeper level than just how it sounds. Totally. We, we definitely sneak it in there with a bunch of different elements. Like lyrics are probably the biggest one. Uh, all of our lyrical content is sort of this like storytelling, you know, each album has a story arc that plays into a bigger story arc kind of situation, almost episodic, like you would expect from a show or something, but also like the, the music itself, like we definitely, you're right. Like, math core if you hear a math core song it's like the math bops you on the nose it's like there's no mistaking it um we we try to be not too awful subtle but like subtle enough that these songs are um they're not creating a walled garden where it's like if you don't like fantasy you can't like this music what we try to do instead is like write a six song that we all love and we think stands you know on its own two feet as like a post-hardcore song or a metalcore song and then like go back and, you know, inject some choir, sprinkle on like your weird church bells and like harpsichord sithers and all that stuff. And it's like, it's in there, but it's a little, yeah, it's a little bit buried at times. Or there's my favorite, what is quite possibly the most fantastical aspect of any song. And you guys know what I'm about it's to say. This, I, yes, sir, I already yes, sir. know what it is. And I've just learned <laughs> of you guys flute. two weeks ago. Like, it's the flute. It's a quick the, study. The flute breakdown. <laughs> Dude, the flute. It's like the new. It's like the new <laughs> treasures. It's like they got saxophones. Y'all got flutes. <laughs> so that was a big point of contention on the album. <laughs> so that, that caused that's some issues. Actually, how I discovered you guys uh, was good. It worked on, on TikTok. All right, on yes. That, that video came up on my for you page, and I was like, "Oh my god, I think I'm in love." <laughs> That's awesome. That's great to hear the success story of TikTok. You and know. just fell down the rabbit hole because, like, you know, you you get your normal low and slow zero one chuggy breakdowns, right? And you know, sometimes they'll add in some you know horns or something like that. But yeah, but a flute, that's just unheard of. <laughs> <laughs> so who whose idea was that? It was honestly, it was a little bit of a groupthink situation. So we like on the topic of what, uh, how we work fantasy. And one of the things that we do is per record, we'll sort of mark out a corner of the fantasy market that we want to attack a record with. So for example, our first one was like literally just like stereotypical medieval Europe. So it's like, you got your Gregorian chants happening, like some choirs, you know, there's maybe some like bells and you know, whatever, um, medieval sounding stuff on the second record is more Egyptian. So you see, um, you know, like sitar and, you know, whatever, like gongs and stuff like that, some more Arabic sounding instrumentation. And then on this record, basically our approach was like Celtic was the sort of vibe that we were trying to channel. And so we had this list of instruments going into the studio. It's like, we want dulcimer, we want, you know, yada, yada. And flute was on that list because it's like a traditional Celtic instrument. And like, we were just sort of, you know, we had, we had recorded that track and we were just like, what do we do? Like, this is going to be a weird one with the choir in. That's like sort of an easy default. Like it's going to be weird if there's fiddle, like all these Celtic instruments are not really vibing. And we're like flute was on the list. So we're like, I guess we'll go through splice and like start looking for something, but like, how could that work? And then uh, just sort of struck gold. Johnny found this sample on splice. And we're like, that's the we're one. Dying. <laughs> oh my gosh. It fits. So like, it's so polarizing to the rest of the music, Yeah, but it, it just, I don't know what it is, but it works. <laughs> oh yeah, it hits. That's it's it's undeniable. It is so out of left field that it's like got a like novelty to it, but it's also just like undeniably slap. Like it's so good. So if yeah. if you guys if you guys come to come and take it in Austin, Texas, I will learn the flute part just so <laughs> yes. just so it can be a one hundred percent immersive experience. Like 
would love that. You have to you have to dress look at the brave heart makeup and everything. I, don't, I will I will do come, come and take it live is one of our sponsors as well as come and take it productions, the production company that funnels all of the talent through there. So yeah, Anthony, he would actually encourage me dressing up however would be required uh, to play the flute. So <laughs> please do it, man. Like later hosen or something. It's not, it's not really Celtic, but sure. Yeah. Well, there's so something, sure. <laughs> something out there. There's, yeah. There's so, there, yeah. There's something in a Goodwill store yeah, or Plato's closet. That'll just knock it out of the park. Dude, that would be the move that needs to happen for sure. That's how dedicated I am. I've never I looked am. forward to, to COVID being done like more than right now. Like you've just incentivized me so much more to like, get touring again <laughs> that's it now nathan's kicking COVID. now out. yeah that's now, i was straw. i was just letting it do its thing but now i'm gonna step in and do yeah, something pandemic uh, who yeah. yeah exactly so i guess we can we can kind of use that as a pivoting point so like what has everything been like for you guys i mean recording you know performing obviously probably not performing but with all the goings on what's what's it all been like for you so we have always had an approach for our band that's been like sustainability first because you know i honestly we kind of burnt ourselves out in the beginning of the band a little bit where we played a bunch of shows every weekend and you know we were all broke college kids and we were just like spending money we didn't have on recordings all this stuff and we're like wow that's a quick way to not be a band in a very short amount of time if you're not careful <laughs> so that said what we've tried to do is position ourselves uh into careers that lend themselves to touring. So we don't have to pick, do I make money right now or do I suffer so that the band gets a little bit of exposure? Um, so actually, I mean, in some ways the year has been good and catalyzing for that where we've been, a lot of us have been doing these work from home gigs. We've had a lot of time to write and, you know, release this record in a way that we are kind of excited about. Like I know there was a lot of artists that were pushing off release dates till they were hoping the pandemic was over, but we viewed it as like, whoa, everybody's stuck at home with 12000 or $1,200 from the government and they don't really know what to do or like what to spend on. And like, now's the time, like, let's get this thing out there. Um, spam! Yeah, I guess, All the spam! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nathan and Thomas, I guess, I, I don't want to speak for your guys' no, experiences. You, yeah, that's, I mean, it's pretty much, you got it. I think it was just a good uh, sort of proof of concept for, the band, but also just a lot of people in general that sort of legitimized um, working from home and remote work in general. And that sort of, uh, we have all been sort of pushing that concept for a long time, um, whether to friends or coworkers or jobs or um, just, you know, um, yeah. So having other people sort of em like embody that same ethic as well has sort of made it easier for us. Yeah, it's it's a lot of time for introspection, a lot of time for sort of honing crafts that otherwise you would have to maybe half dedicate yourself to because you're balancing a social life or you're balancing, you know, going, driving, commuting to a job or anything like that where, you know, I, a lot of people picked up uh, working out from home and got on a regular regiment with that or uh, people picked up a new hobby and things like that. So. Uh, I think I think it's been good in that way, and it's also been a good way to sort of um, get a little perspective and not, as Paul was saying, we for a long time we're dedicating our efforts to like going out and touring every weekend or you know doing whatever and having this time where you know for an indefinite amount of time you are not going to have the ability to, I don't know, go out and stuff like that. It gives you sort of a uh, not a break, but it gives you a second to step away and like see it from a larger objective point of view so yeah that's a little abstract um yeah. growth that i've experienced from it but it's perfect it's been perfect. a little it's been a little different for me um i'm not i'm not currently working i'm in college still i'm way younger than these old dudes um 16 yeah, he's, 16. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's still, he he's still in high school <laughs> <laughs> he was 16 when he started the band but we've been telling everybody that's how old he is for like yeah. five years dude now. when we went on like our first like <laughs> decent sized tour with um within dying arms like i would just like try to like act cool and normal around everybody i'd just be like hey like friends what's up and nathan <laughs> would always walk up like i'd be having a good conversation and nathan would always walk up and interrupt the conversation and be like you know he's 16 <laughs> like, isn't that crazy time. he's so mature yeah <laughs> just like kill his whole like yeah, yeah uh, but, not platform, but yeah, legitimacy or <laughs> delegitimizing yeah, exactly. me. But no, I'm I'm only 21. I'm I'm still in school, so like I've just been trying to deal with with that change, like learning to uh, 
learning to complete all my schoolwork remotely and, um, I don't know, dealing with professors who don't actually teach anymore and just upload old lectures. And uh, that really sucks. But I mean, it could be worse. Can I say, um, funny that you say that, the one kind of shit that we give Jared is we call him the young one because I'm 37. Jared, you're 23, two? 23. Three? Okay. Uh, the rest the rest of the team is, well, there's kind of like a divide. There's three on three. Uh, the 30-year-olds and the 20-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I recently quit my career as an automotive technician uh, of eight years um, with one company because the pandemic showed me that you know, my job was in jeopardy. You know, it actually could be touched. I was of the mindset, like, you know, everybody needs their cars. Like you, <laughs> right. You, yeah, need, right. Yeah, yeah, sure. like you need to go and do stuff. And it, you know, and, but the thing that really killed me was my management, um, throughout my, you know, colorful career in the military and contracting, uh, I have left all of my jobs since the military because of poor management. Um, right. And that's typically, you know, the thing people leave managers, not jobs or management, not jobs. And so, you know, I took the month of December off and I let my wife just, just, just run wild and, and just go as earn as much money as she could. And she, you know, it's, it's plus the kid was off from, uh, from school. So I, yeah. you know, I was, I like played stay at home dad and it was a real eye opener to a lot of things that I didn't normally pay attention mm-hmm. to. But I am going to school now, and I just fully registered and completed all my things. Hey, congrats, man. Yeah, thank, yeah, dude. It was. Wow. I'm a, I'm, I have until July of this year to use any and all of my benefits that I can through the military that I paid wow. into. Um, yeah. The good thing is, is that because I am taking advantage of this program, uh, I will basically have my mortgage and roughly like my car insurance taken care of uh, so I can work part-time instead of full-time. So Thomas, can you, can you tell me how you balanced your, your musical life and your just everyday life as a, as a, you know, college, a college student in, in times like this and knowing that, and knowing that like the music that you guys just put out is phenomenal. Let me just put that out there. Like I did earlier on, how did you find balance? Because I feel like I want to continue this this podcasting gig and 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 keep pushing and and doing that stuff. So, yeah. how did you find the balance to 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 take on both of those tasks? That's a good question. Um I found that like it's it's been a lot different. So, before all this happened, my my typical day looked like okay, I'm going I'm going to wake up, I'm going to go to my classes, like have a good productive day and then I'm going to come home and since I've been doing something today, like I'm already in that I've already got that vibe. I'm already my, my eyes are forward and like, okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to work on music or something like that. Like most days. And then like all of this happened. And then it, I became accustomed to like, oh, I, I don't have to wake up and go to my classes today. Like, why the hell would I do anything? And so it kind of just like got to a point where I realized like not being productive in one area, like really contributes to me just not being productive in general. So just a matter of like, if I know I want to get something done, like music wise for the day, like I know I have to get up, I have to have to do something else that's going to like put me in that headspace and like get me motivated to do that. Because if I'm just sitting around the house, I'm almost never going to be like, yeah, I'm just going to sit down and work on music. And that's it today. Like, that's really difficult for me to do. Nice. Nice. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, 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 you know, I was filling out all of this stuff and, you know, I'm more of an in-person kind of guy like I would assume most people are and you know I felt like the whole college uh, registration process online actually was was fairly easy Um, if you don't know how to navigate web pages it 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 could get daunting Um, but I would just like want to walk into the building and there's a door that with a with a placard on it that says registration and you walk in Mm -hmm. and then you go to the next door and it's like advisors and you walk in you know so um I could only imagine what it's been like for for students during this time. Uh, so just you know, heads yeah. up, we're both in it. We're both in it together now, buddy. <laughs> we so, got this, man. We got this. <laughs> Same though. I've been a I've been an online only student for the last three years. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Jared's uh, also smart. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, that's he impressive does to me, man. Things with his head. So I just I don't know. Like I I like the idea of 
working from home. Like that, that's attractive to me. Like just do things on your own terms. Like you have an agenda, you got to get your stuff done. But like when it comes to school, especially when you're doing things like asynchronously, like it doesn't feel like you really have that much to do. Like you don't have a set schedule and like that's, that's really not great for me personally. It really helped. Like when I went to class and I had to get up and go to class, obviously I hated it. But like, this has really showed me like, maybe I didn't hate it. Yeah. Like maybe I actually kind of like doing that. Why can't I do that now? Can I ask, what are you going to school for? Um, my major is arts management. And then I'm also minoring in marketing and music. There you go. There you go. What yeah. are you going to do with that? <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I did not want to. Oh, God. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad oh, we, that came from Nathan, man. Holy he's chasing his dream, you know? We, we just support him. If I'm being honest, I don't have a damn clue. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. I want to no, I really don't anymore. know. I'll figure it out eventually, maybe. But maybe. Nathan, you said you went to school for recording? Yeah. So, you know, we're in the same, like, the music game and everything like that. It's... You go in, I, you're going to gain things, Thomas, that, you know, it's, it's useful for your, your life and your actual practical thing, however unconventional your, your career path is, but we're all in that career path together. So, um, yeah, you're not alone. Nah. That's all I'm saying. That's him not shitting on your dreams, buddy. Exactly. That's what, that's my <laughs> first time way for of, everything. Of not shitting on your dreams. <laughs> shitting oh on God. both of our dreams. Yeah, exactly. At yeah. the same time. That's what it, it is. It levels yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly you think balanced. about it. You know, you put you two together and Nathan can record all the music. Exactly. Paul can write the music. Exactly. You know, he, he said he's the concept writer. No, he cannot. Nathan can write the music. Paul can, uh, <laughs> Paul can write a story about a castle or something. And, and, and then Th Thomas can draw the album art. Exactly. I don't even think I could do that, dude. <laughs> You're giving me too much I credit. Believe you, dude. dude I, like I said, I just play bass. Thomas, Thomas we're all gonna and we're Thomas all gonna get to <laughs> you can just play bass. We're all gonna get together and do a lot of LSD and just all of us are gonna suddenly uh be able to do everything you just said. Could be cool. I'd be curious to see what came of it. Again, I'm committed. <laughs> I'll make the drive. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. So with that said, uh where are you guys from? Indianapolis area. So a little spread all over the state, but central Indiana. Okay, and what's the what's the music scene like there? I've never really heard much about the Indiana music scene. Yeah, you haven't. There's a good reason for that. <laughs> it sucks. It's a little, uh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know if it's in like a dry spell right now or what. I will say there are a couple of really good promoters in the area. There's some nice people in the industry, but as far as the scene itself goes, there's like not a lot of bands, and the ones that do exist are mostly like easy core pop punk is like sort of the new crowd favorite so dude yeah we had like a hard time we we gave up on like really ingratiating ourselves to the indie scene here we're just like i mean we tried for a while to play a bunch of shows and it, you know nobody ever gave back what we put in yeah. in terms of relationship and, and to say and to say that the, like the scene here sucks is absolutely not a slight at any of the bands that are also on this scene in in any way because there are the some same super talented dudes. From <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Because <laughs> there because there are some super talented bands from here. It's just it never worked really for anybody. Yeah, like like there we were. Just, we I will say the hip hop uh, hip hop like arena is pretty good around here. Yeah. It's, it's a good really community. Cool and that's the th we're we're all about like having a community and building it and so like we definitely did make an effort to try to be a part of it and i think it's just sort of we there's very limited all ages venue access here and the demographic for like metal tends to like slant that way as far as concert goers go at least um and so that's been difficult um but that being said like we have made an effort to build our own community whether that be online um or just in person via like people in like the area that a lot of these guys grew up in, which is in more central Indiana. And yeah. So. Oh yeah. Especially you look at music from the Midwest and you get mostly like Midwest emo music. That's mm -hmm. typically yeah. what people think about, uh, not, you know, core or, you know, any type of metal it's, it's sad Midwest emo. Exactly. Exactly. For sure. I think our state's claims to fame were haste the day when they were a thing. Haste and the, oh the, my the God. Contortionist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we, we had some forever good like more. alumni. Yeah. Forevermore. But um, it, it was like 10 years ago. It was popping, you know? Yeah. Have you ever heard of Axl Rose? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, we did that. 
<laughs> Michael Jackson. We can we can find him. <laughs> He's right on the border, but we got him. It's border. It's borderline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I totally understand that though, because like I grew up in Ohio and oh, nice. there's, there's I mean, there's music in Ohio, but it's not like there's not a lot. It's not a it's not it's not really any metal. Like you don't really think of Ohio metal bands. It's kind of in the same boat of, you know. It's funny you say that. Like I feel like um Columbus had a really big core presence in like the mid 2000s with yeah, like yeah. Attack and of Mice and Men and like <sighs> uh Crimson Armada and like Weekard stuff. I feel like a lot of that was Columbus centric, but outside of Columbus, it's like Yeah, I think it was like they it was kind of like a lightning strike or something. It's just like so it just and hit that's how it, all in that community and they all took off and yeah, it didn't, it didn't carry past that. It wasn't like this scene that constantly like churned out great bands. It was like that one moment in history and it's beautiful. I'm glad it happened. It's, it's crazy. Um, it just, man, it, man, makes so much sense of all the bands that you just listed, like we car and of mice and men and, and whatnot. Um, just because, I'm not as, like I said, I'm not as savvy as as Jared is. Jared is like this melting pot of metal knowledge that I, he's like Wikipedia with a splash of like Julian Assange. You know, it's it's, it's crazy. <laughs> um, but uh, my wife and I, whenever I was contracting overseas, I would come home for two weeks and we would do like our own little mini tour. And I would just, we would pick places to go and people to see, but then I would also attach that to a show and I saw of mice and men in, um, I can't remember the state, I'm sorry, state city, but it was, it was in Indiana. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that my wife briefly lived in Fort Wayne. I think that's South, South Indiana. No, Um, that's a little North of here. North. I'm sorry. Um, I can't remember, but I, I know that like, that's where I went and visited her. And we saw like, if you remember the band tantric, uh, I mean, that's, that's dating me very much. Uh, but it was just this like craziness. And we saw of mice and men and close to home. And, uh, I believe miss may I, uh, in, in Jesus Christ, like, I'm sorry. It's, it's so cool just to like hear people from those States that when you guys actually connect the dots, like I would have never known that emo emo came from the Midwest or, or, you know what I mean? Like that's not something that I normally pay attention to. So when you guys tie it all together, I just, I think that's really rad. So, um, I just want to throw that out there. Just, yeah. I'm sorry. That's a little bit of a rant. Uh, no, it's good, but it, yeah. it definitely, it definitely makes sense, uh, where you guys are trying to like make headway based off of the assumptions of what the music sounds like from that area. I think that's the point I was trying to make. It's funny you say that too, because literally the reason, so we record in Ohio or we have done in the past. Oh my gosh. Holy shit. We got a a wild Tyler's appeared. There he is. Fashionably late idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, uh, Paul, what does Tyler do in the band? Tyler does the whiny sort of like the really, uh, annoying shrill, shrill vocals, like the clean, the clean ones. Oh, so you are, so Tyler, just (laughs) shake your head up and down. You're the clean vocalist. He is he, well. There's there's a mixed result there. Uh, okay, <laughs> he is. I, I will say that I because Jared typically sends us the heavier side of 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 metal, um, and when I listened to it, I definitely figured out why Jared loved uh, you know was was into you guys. But when I heard the cleans, that's when you hooked me. So I was uh, and you guys are a six piece, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not something that I see, you know, tip, obviously the typical is, is five, you know, two guitars, bass, drum, vocals, um, four, you can get away with three, you know, you're pushing it Two, you're into the 69 and then, <laughs> you know, six, anything above six, you're just, you're just insane. We, you're we just like to say, Yeah. <laughs> we like to say we're kind of like the Kansas of metalcore, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Neither here nor there. Neither yeah. there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess. Whoever wants to take this question, um, just for a new fan, can I get a like a brief bio uh, and who founded, like who and where it was founded and how we got to the lineup today? I got tenure on this one. <laughs> um, yeah, it, super boring origin story, to be honest, but it just like me and our harsh vocalist now, Joe, uh, 
knew a guy mutually in high school. We all started jamming together and then um, he didn't pan out, but you know, he made some introductions like Cody, our other guitarist who's not here. And then through Joe, we met Tyler Thomas, who all went to high school together. Uh, Nathan and I were college roommates. So um, he's a natural Cody fit. On Craigslist. We did find Cody on Craigslist. That's our fun little, yes. <laughs> fun little band history board. That's, that's uh, one of my, whenever we used to do this in 2015, 16, 17, it was like Craigslist was the go-to place <laughs> to find, you know, it was, it was like, it was like the NFL draft of band, of band postings. It worked out well. We love him. Uh, it could have gone <laughs> very badly picking up somebody from Craigslist, but we hit the lottery, man. So I guess, you know, kind of closing question, um, plans for the future? You know, obviously touring isn't much of an option right now, um, all things considered. Um, but once once things, you know, clear up and, and life is back to more of a normal state, um, I mean, big tours, what, what are you guys thinking? Yeah, we will, um, right now in the pipeline, we've got an instrumental version of Valley of Kings that's going to be coming out this month, actually, is the plan. So real soon here. And then since Valley, we've been to the studio twice now, two or three times and recorded some new tracks. We're going back next month. And then again in May, I think maybe May, um, basically we're going to have a lot of songs done by the end of spring. So basically it's going to come down to just coordinating with the label to see uh, what kind of release schedule we want to do. But you know, ideally we'll get some touring once that opens back up. That was like a big uh, allure for us to that label in particular. They have awesome tour packages and they really treat their bands right from what we've seen. So, you know, we would really like to get back on the road once that's possible. But unfortunately everything's been kicked back like at least a year because all of 2020 is now the full calendar for 2021 at least. So um, getting onto a tour is going to be hard for a long time for a lot of bands. So we'll kind of have to see. Well, you're always welcome to Austin. <laughs> I will I will fight someone to get you on stage at Come and Take It. That's like <laughs> straight up. But that's the other good thing. I guess that's the uh, the duality that that us and our, our sponsor has is that um, they're not really paying attention to... to the up and coming bands unless they're attached to a package. So mm -hmm. I feel that where we get to come in is to give, like I would consider you guys like a mid-tier, like a mid-tier band. Like you have a really good following. Like I looked up, you know, your your play, your plays and and just your following. You know, I I did like I did like some homework. I don't just come in these things <laughs> completely fucking blind. But uh you guys look like you could easily headline a country you know, like a Western tour or an Eastern or a Southern, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you definitely would do that. Um, you know, national tour, as far as that, like definitely like direct support, that's kind of, you know, so I feel like being able to, to introduce bands like you guys to the venue and the production company, if you guys ever decide to pass through, um, or, or, or put Austin on your map, um, that you definitely have a home here because we have a, ugh the the amount of fans here is insane just you know when all the big names come through it is it is a packed house um and so just being able to introduce our you know friends and family and and, and whatnot to, to to more bands like yourself and you guys aren't that far away so i could imagine that you know down the road austin would be on the map so just just know that if you guys ever um want to come down just hit us up and we'll we'll put you in connection with the right people yeah, we super appreciate that. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, we, we love it. I'd love to make it down there for sure. Yeah, because I have to play the flute. It's <laughs> it's gotta have you. That's destiny right there. Like, should I write I, up the contract now? Just do it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, we, apparently, we just have to settle on uh, whatever outfit I'm wearing and Braveheart fucking uh, paint. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You'll just drink some beer out of a ram horn right before you go on. It, I'm pretty sure that's happened to come and take it before. So if it happens <laughs> I, I again, I would not doubt it. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. That's what we want. With some of the bands that have passed through come and take it, that's absolutely happened. Oh, God. Yeah. If, it, it, they probably have a stage prop. So it's, it's, I mean, yeah. But have they the, played the pan flute? That's the thing. We got to be the first pan flute. We're not coming if, if somebody's played pan flute before. <sighs> the fucking, we got to hurry. <laughs> the pressure is on. Jesus. That might be a good point. I don't think anybody's played the flute at a come and take it show yet. We've had cello, violin, obviously keys, violin. 
Yeah, I don't, sax. Yeah, we had a sax. I don't know. There, I've we, seen I've seen trumpet there. Trumpet. You know, we're, yep. We're trumpet. Getting a little closer. Yeah. So we're pu- we're pushing to the you know. We'll get those deals going. The woodwinds. Yeah. yeah the woodwinds. Yeah. The world is ready, is what you're saying. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the world is ready for metal flutes. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> it only they took can a stop month. just talking about it. <laughs> yeah, instead of hanging out on your Twitter feeds talking about, I wish there was more flute in metal. <laughs> yeah, it's here right it is. here, guys. You asked and we delivered. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a Twitter poll. It worked. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, in closing, this is a running joke that has been going on with the podcast uh, for the last couple weeks now um beans and chili mm. do you yes, put sir. beans or should there be beans in the chili yes. or does chili get classified with or without beans okay I, I mean chili should have beans in it i feel like that's what i think okay absolutely absolutely so we've got four members of the band and myself that say yes Beans belong in chili. What else is in chili? Yes. Look, wait. Oyster crackers. Wait, isn't it? When I think beans. of chili, like I think of beans as like the foundation, right? Yeah. What you else? Got, is you isn't it meat in your beans? Hold on. Hold like, on. You, you uh, what is, meat's the optional bit. What is supposed to be? That's the thing. Like, like I, I, I put chili. it in there, but it's like yeah. you can get meatless chili at the market. Isn't it called chili because there are chili beans in it? Yeah. That's, That's not, chili. No, <laughs> hold on. Oh, but, but real quick, real quick. This, no, is, this, is, democratic, this is democratic process. Uh, Jared, you do get to, you know, vo- voice your opinion. And then we do get to burn your house down. That's very much so. <laughs> yes. I've had that happen once already. I don't need that again. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. You struck a nerve, Paul. Asshole. Over chili beans. <laughs> Two nerves now. All right. <laughs> I'm so I'm going I just lose, I'm I going guess. straight to the source, you know. We're just going to look at what Skylines has on their menu. I mean, Ugh, gross. Bush, what? Bush's the Bush the chili or the bean company, I should say, not chili company. They have a chili starter. <laughs> like that's in oh. the name and it's literally just like beans and whatever other fluid is in that can of chili starter. Uh so yeah, I don't know what chili would be without the beans. Like I guess I missed the initial. So who's arguing that chili Jared. shouldn't have beans? Uh, it is. Oh no, Jared, the guy that uh, it's all right. likes your band. I'm sorry. Yeah, not anymore. He doesn't. We've <laughs> all betrayed him. I guess. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, you are blocked from the mailing list, my man. To plead your case, yeah, I guess. Unblocked from yours, yeah. Jared. Whatever makes you happy. If you don't want beans in your chili, then. Yeah, if you just have ectoplasm in your chili, that's okay. That's, that's fine. Yeah. That's you what know, I'm trying to figure out. What so else do you is put in chili? It's kind of like not having. And- it's kind of like not having a bassist in your band and backtracking. You yeah. can do that. I mean, it's not Dude, really that we've big been, of a difference. We've been pushing for that. <laughs> Thomas, don't talk yourself out of a job. <laughs> Please don't. I am on the Skyline Chili's website and looking at their menu. They have different chilies, but on a lot of them, it says like this chili option with diced onions or beans. So you have the choice to that like alarms me that they so have the I, power to just add and take I away I don't accept beans. Skyline as a reasonable chili company because that's okay. gross. So you're from Ohio. <laughs> I'm from, <laughs> you're from Ohio, Northeast dude. Ohio where there isn't Skyline chili. <laughs> okay, so what is your case for no beans oh, in chili? Like, okay. Yes, I'd like to hear this. It just, you know, it doesn't work. It's it's weird. It's it's like you get like the the nice chunky meaty, you know, of the beef or pork or deer, and then you got like nice tomatoes. You don't need the extra like protein and weight to the chili. It's I'm, already got enough protein and weight. You got onions in there, maybe some peppers. You that don't sounds like beef. you're kind describing of a spaghetti deer and Deer chili is actually great. Deer chili is amazing. I saw everybody's face when he said deer. And I, I disagree, like, dude. It's actually great. I've had it. And I, I, I just can't I've, do had it. It. I've had it a couple of times and it's really awesome. I can't do it. It's too gamey for me, man. Uh, you're just then the they basis. cooked it wrong. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Get out of here. I'm so, okay, what so do noodles, noodles belong in chili? Yes. Apparently. No. Yeah. Noodles. Hell yeah. I think so. No. Uh, onions, tomato, <laughs> and meat. Wait, you've just so you described don't want beans, spaghetti, and you don't want noodles in your chili. So you just want cool. tomato paste and meat. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you just you just spaghetti, spaghetti to me. But noodles don't go in chili either. That's a Cincinnati only thing, and that's weird. You can put you can put you can put pasta though in chili. Pasta in chili is it's pasta with meat sauce. Oh, it's like, like macaroni red sauce noodles and in chili. Meat. That's like, good. That's man. what you're describing. Then. It's not chili. Dude, I'm gonna die on this hill right now. Why, yeah, why, did, why isn't Cody here for this one? I feel like <laughs> Honestly, we need the tie. Yeah, we need the tiebreaker of Cody. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> um, I, I guess feel like I. I want to I hear what concede. Cody's recipe would be. No, you, dude, I want you to die on this hill too. I, we're both going to die at the top together and they're going to make a statue out of us. Just imagine, Cody. Well, uh, okay, you're going to start with uh, street Frito milk and you're going <laughs> to go ahead and mix that three times counterclockwise in the shoe of an abandoned dwarf. And, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I wish Cody were on this call. Seriously, like you guys would get some Cody's Cody's go-to fashion statement is Carhartt jacket, like the winter Carhartt jackets, thick stuff. Uh, plus swim trunks uh, and then non-slip shoes. That's his go-to uh, wardrobe. And I love He's it. an artist, you know? He can't it's spend in time. It's called fashion, sweetie. Look exactly. <laughs> uh, real quick, before we get out of here, uh, and and since Tyler joined late, uh, Tyler, for those listening, um, he joined and had some microphone issues, but he's here now. Um, give us give us an introduction, like, you know, who you are and, and what do you do in yeah. the band and, you know favorite for, for sure soft drink I don't so know. my name is tyler uh i am the clean vocalist vocalist number one uh as we would refer to it <laughs> oh <laughs> numero uno I'm okay teasing joe okay uh, but i'm not but anyways uh yeah so vocals i do vocals live but studio we kind of all uh, have our shared um experience with with writing uh, these last three albums or so so do some songwriting, but live, uh, just focus on the the cleans. So yeah, favorite soft drink. I don't drink a ton of pop. Uh, hey, you brought it up. I'm I'm following through with Good. it. Good. Uh, yeah, but I feel like Please every do. once in a while, like just a crispy Coke, not Sprite, but Coke. It's probably where I'd go. But I just don't drink that much. <laughs> I'm looking at Paul's face here. I can't look at Paul without losing not, it. Not Sprite. <laughs> no. no one was We're thinking gonna Sprite. We're going to die on this hill. I said Coke. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, yeah, I thought Coke. When you said Coke, that's okay. what I might have Okay, <laughs> that's the thing. Not, not a Pepsi also, but not a Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. But I under I, I fully understand what Tyler means when he said Coke, not a Sprite, a Coke, because there's Coke, pop, soda, and then there's like, and I'm from North Carolina, so that's Pepsi land. Um, but I I applaud you, Tyler, for making that yes. very, very specifically clear. There's a lot of people Coke, that, was, not that a were confused, I had, so I had to make that it, clear. Yeah. Also, here, yes. in, here in Austin, everything Coke, is Coke. You, you go you go to you know Correct. you go to the restaurant and you say, oh, I just want a Coke, and they'll ask you what kind, mm-hmm. and you're oh, Dr Pepper, because yeah. it's backwards. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's confusing as heck. Oh man. Oh my gosh. I've had I've had a lot of fun. I'm sorry. Me too. This was this was not what I I did not see it going this well. Not that it doesn't go well all the time. I'm just saying, like, I honestly did not. I, I've had fun. We're usually a lot meaner than this. Yeah, I can't believe yeah. we held it. I mean, together. yeah, I'm yeah. glad that, glad <laughs> it, that was, it went well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems to me the mean, the, typical was directed at, the mean was directed at Thomas. Yeah, yes. oh, yeah, it yeah. usually is too. Yeah. yeah, we usually grill him a little harder. But I'm yeah, used not, to it. Not I don't know. Taper off a little. <laughs> everybody, exactly. everybody gets their fair share, and I guess today is is Thomas. So. Yeah. Why not? The kids just got done with COVID, uh, so might as well just throw. <laughs> just keep shitting <laughs> on me while I'm down. Tom, hey man, I'm I'm on Team Thomas today. Thank you, Team Thomas. I'm on Team. Thank Thomas. you, Ryan. Team Thomas. You're welcome, man. Anyway, Jared, any final thoughts, man? Uh, no, I mean just shout out your socials, guys. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Spotify is a big one for us. If you just search the wise man's fear, uh, we're on everything as TWMF band. Or our Facebook just as Facebook forward slash TWMF band. Um, yeah, dude, thanks so much for having us. It's been a freaking blast. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, guys. thanks so much. Sorry that I kind of interjected here late and then had technical difficulties, but the short time spent with you guys was awesome. So appreciate it. Forgive you never. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank now you so I know much. why he's in the band. <laughs> that was beautiful. It's the sass. It's the sass. Uh, well, man, I I really um, as as a new listener and and as a podcaster, I greatly appreciate everything you guys do. Um, I wish you all the best. And if you guys ever want to come down through Austin, um, even if, even even if it's um, D, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington, Lubbock, we have our hands. Uh, every, I don't know. We're not this conglomerate. We just you know, we're alive. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's. it's I, I, built, I, yeah. I really built that up to not a big deal, but no, we we definitely we, we just want to make yeah. sure the society that, of the yeah. United States. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get you. Uh, I get what you. We mean. just want to let you guys know that you guys have have a 
a venue to play down here. Thank you. Um, so if you guys want to put it on your map, go ahead. It would be great that. to meet you guys in person. That's always like, one of the other things that I like to do is just, you know, the social interaction, which I'm sure we're all missing right now. Um, so we'll just take it day by day and get those vaccines in the arms and keep on trucking. Word. Love it. Yeah. I just bought my vaccine from wish.com. I was telling Nathan <laughs> yes! about it earlier. Yes. <laughs> I got, got it in. I saw it on an ad for wish. So. I got a Pogo offer. The other one lets you learn how to read, so I'm looking forward to starting reading. <laughs> came with hooked on phonics as well. Okay. It came with hook it on phonics. I'm ready to, uh, was, ready to rip. I don't, I don't, I don't know how else to end. That's too good. That's. Jared, just stop the tape, man. <laughs> cut it. We just, we just have to tell Taylor to cut this bit out, and, and we're yeah. good. Taylor, no right. one knows. <laughs> no one. Taylor right. never learned how to read. <laughs> Taylor, it's, it's over. over. You can cut this bit out. The FBI um, is going to contact you guys. Oh, they're, they're onto the wish thing. <laughs> Take them out. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for sticking around till the end. I just wanted to come on and say thank you very much. I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. The Wise Man's Fear is a really amazing band, and I'm glad that we got to talk to them. Uh, if there is a band that you think that we should give a shout-out to or that we should interview, then let us know. Drop us an email at submissions at atxmetalpodcast.com, and we will try to coordinate and make that happen for you. And also, if we are not on one of the streaming platforms that you frequent, please also drop us an email and let us know so we can try to get on that platform to better serve you. All right, well, until the next one, take care.